Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. And away we go. Lots of news. Lots going on. We're going to hear in this particular episode uh, from quarterback Taylor Heineke. After Saturday night's playoff game, uh, we haven't been able to get to that. We're going to have some news on the general manager position. We're also going to have a couple of roster moves, small ones, uh, and uh, a little bit of NFL playoff talk sprinkled into the mix. Uh, And if we have time, we will get to another player uh, from our archive, but we'll definitely hear from Taylor Heineke. Good to have you with us nonetheless as we are in the middle of the week and as we approach four more playoff games this weekend and this will be the first weekend in a while without Washington football Uh, but that's okay that's okay as we know it was a good season. Let's start off with the news the Washington football team has requested permission from the San Francisco 49ers to talk to Martin Mayhew uh, the former Detroit Lions Uh, general manager and former defensive back of the Washington football team when they last won a Super Bowl. Now, uh, I've checked in with some people on this. Um, Nobody will tell me whether or not they've been granted permission uh, for this. I have not seen that report one way or the other from somebody uh, else out there. I don't expect there to be a problem in this regard, Uh, but um, the team is as you could imagine, being very uh, hush-hush about this. And I would imagine that he will get permission to speak. Now, one thing about Martin Mayhew, and you might be saying, well, well, you know, look, uh, again, he has ties to this organization a long time ago. Not that it really matters, but he did win a Super Bowl here, right? Uh, So he's got some experience here in this area. He has no experience with this particular uh, crew and certainly this particular owner. So that's one thing to be concerned about. Uh, He did go to Georgetown University Law School and graduated in 2000 uh, with a JD degree after his playing career was over and before he joined the Detroit Lions. While in Detroit, he steadily climbed the ladder in football personnel, eventually becoming the GM and replacing Matt Millen in 2008. He was with the Lions as their general manager from 2008 through 2015, but was with the organization from 2001 through 2015. Now listen, he drafted Matthew Stafford, number one overall in 2009. You can make an argument that Matthew Stafford was absolutely a slam dunk pick. And and listen, ultimately he was clearly the right choice, especially based on who went after him. Uh, Not great, right? But, you know, anytime you take a quarterback with a strong arm and yes, some mobility, but who was still considered raw, there is some upside or there is some doubt and there is some room that he had to grow. It wasn't a slam dunk pick, i.e., you know, with Trevor Lawrence this year in all likelihood. Um, And I guess maybe that's not slam dunk now, but there were some years where there was a slam dunk pick, right? Joe Burrow last year, slam dunk pick. Anybody that didn't take Joe Burrow was going to take Chase Young. We all knew that was the decision between Washington and Cincinnati. I mean, clearly they took the quarterback, understandable. He'll be fine as long as he rebounds uh, healthy. 
But not every year do you get a clear and obvious number one pick. And I remember 2009 not being clear and obvious, although, you know, obviously people thought Matthew Stafford was going to go very, very, very high. And again, as it turned out to be, it was the right choice. Now, the move he made before that draft was the most intriguing, right? As we look at Martin Mayhew, he traded Roy Williams, veteran receiver, who had, I think, been to one Pro Bowl uh, at the time, but was inconsistent as you know what. He traded him to that brilliant brain surgeon, Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, for a 2009 first-round pick, a third-round pick, and a sixth-round pick. Now, a lot of you might say, well, that's not that big of a deal. You know, that's what you got to you know, look at what Dallas did with Amari Cooper. They traded a first-round pick. Yeah, but you had a third and a sixth as well. Now, listen, did it ultimately land Detroit in paradise? Did it ultimately make them so great? No, of course not. They landed Brandon Pettigrew, uh, a tight end, who was productive, but not, you know, he wasn't a stud, right? We all know that. Uh, so maybe you could have done better with some of the picks that they got. But the bottom line is this. Roy Williams was nothing for the Cowboys. I think he was with them for two more years, uh, and he just flamed out. So that was a good trade by Martin Mayhew. The next year, 2010, they draft Ndamukong Sue with the number two overall pick. It's a good pick. I mean, Ndamukong Sue kicked some ass for them for a couple of years until he eventually left. I mean, maybe he wasn't as explosive and as dominant as everybody once projected him to be, but for crying out loud, I mean, that's not on the Lions. That's not even on Sue sometimes. That's just on everybody being a hype machine. Um, he was fired in 2015, Martin Mayhew was, uh, and he then filled an executive role with the New York Giants and went then to San Francisco after one year. He currently serves as the VP of player personnel for the San Francisco 49ers, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan. Now, we all know that San Francisco has had a pretty good run here when they haven't been ravaged by injury, right? Uh, there's been two years where they've been absolutely just shredded by injury, including last year. Is that on Martin Mayhew? I mean, maybe some. Is he making the bottom line decision? No. But is he working hand in hand with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch? Hell yeah. He's running personnel. Oh, by the way, just like Kyle Smith is here. One year ago, Wednesday, January the 13th, Kyle Smith was named the vice president of player personnel. Now, a year later... He could be on the way out. He's not getting the GM job here. He's not even getting an assistant GM title probably here. I don't think he's going to get a GM title this year, but he very well could get an assistant GM title along with maybe vice president of player personnel somewhere else. And my belief is, based on sources, that they would have to let him go, at least interview for that. And it could very well come in the form of the Los Angeles Rams. They don't have an assistant GM, and they might be losing, I believe, their director of college scouting. Remember, he worked with Sean McVay for five years before, uh, six years before McVay left for the Rams. Remember that. Uh, and also the San Francisco 49ers, if they lose Martin Mayhew, 
you know, maybe they bring in Kyle as, you know, again, vice president of player personnel to replace him and an assistant GM title. I haven't double-checked if they have an actual assistant GM by title, but I don't remember one. So then that's that. Also remember about Martin Mayhew, he also interviewed with the Carolina Panthers in 2018 when their GM job opened after Dave Gettleman left or got let go. And, uh, you know, and Ron Rivera was involved in that process. So also remember that, number one. Number two, he would obviously satisfy part of the Rooney rule uh, for whatever that is worth, which, you know, I would hope that he's being interviewed because people respect his football acumen, not just to check a box, right? Uh, the other name that supposedly, uh, reportedly, I think Jason Locke and Fora was first on this, um, but, uh, or J.P. Finley actually was, I think, uh, from uh, NBC Sports Washington, um, that they have requested permission to talk to Ryan Cowden, Ryan Cowden. And Ryan Cowden is a personnel executive with the Tennessee Titans, who they have uh, familiarity with. Again, another vice president of player personnel. Uh, he spent the last five years with the Titans, but was in the Panthers organization for 16 years. Uh, now, G Marty Herney, uh, obviously still in the mix here, we think, but I've heard that Marty Herney doesn't really want to do a lot of the administrative stuff, so maybe they can combine Marty Herney and Ryan Cowden. I don't know. Um, you know, Hiring Cowden, who's never been a general manager before, seems to me against what Ron is trying to do. What I think and what I've heard Ron is trying to do is to hire somebody to really handle a lot of the administrative stuff of being a general manager, uh, helping with cap management, helping with uh, Rob Rogers with contract management, uh, doing the procedural stuff, the roster mechanisms, practice squad, 53, 46-man uh, game day, uh, that, you know, that, all that stuff, all of the rules, all of the mechanisms that go into that, plus a trusted eye uh, for football evaluation. Listen, Ron Rivera is the top decision maker, period, period. And that's not changing. So whether it's Ryan Cowden, whether it's Martin Mayhew, whether it's... Uh, Marty Herney or whatever, you know, Ron might yield depending on who it is and who it is and, and who he likes and how they get along and make no mistake about it. I, you know, I mean, I think all of these guys kind of know each other and certainly Cowden does. Joe Shane, he's never worked with, I don't believe, in Buffalo, but he is, Joe Shane is Brandon Bean's right-hand man. I told you a million times on this podcast that Brandon Bean and Ron Rivera obviously work together in Carolina, work together successfully, and they talk almost every day from what I understand. And he really leans on him. So, you know, and, and at least Joe Shane has been an assistant GM. Martin Mayhew has been a general manager. He's helped in all those areas. Uh, one thing about Cowden, unless I'm missing it, he is not. So keep in mind that I'm not saying he won't be or he couldn't be, but keep that in mind. And also, you know, when it comes to Marty Herney, if Marty Herney truly does not want to do all the administration stuff and the business stuff, then maybe they can figure out a way to bring in Marty as, again, a consultant, as an, a senior-level executive to help in terms of the scouting and then have either an expanded role for Rob Rogers or have someone 
else fill that GM role that's more on the administrative side. So lot to unpack here. Um, and you know, we're trying to unpack it quite honestly. All right. That's a long winded segment, but we wanted to cover that for you. Um, coming up next, you'll hear from Taylor Heineke, uh, as Chase Young calls him, Heineke, uh, the quarterback number one, you'll hear from him after Saturday night's playoff loss, but a night where he, Certainly earned himself a job next year, you would think, and made himself, well, at least for now, a household name. Taylor Heineke is coming up next right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Good to have you with us. All right, guys, it's that season again. Yeah, you're not talking about playoffs, although we are talking about the playoffs, but it's tax season. That's right. You're unique, and so are your taxes. TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who listen to you. Learn about your unique tax situations and answer your questions, and on top of that, they can do your taxes from start to finish. Maybe you started investing and want some reassurance from an expert that you're doing things right. Maybe you're now self-employed and need some expert advice on what qualifies as a home office deduction. Or maybe you'd rather have an expert file your taxes for you so that you can focus on what matters most. No matter what your situation is, TurboTax Live experts can answer your questions, give you tax advice, review your return before you file, or even do it all for you. TurboTax Live gives you confidence that your uniquely you taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live. File with the help of an expert or let an expert file for you. Do what I do, guys. Trust me, I've done TurboTax and Intuit for the last three years. You won't be disappointed. All right, we continue along on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Of course, 2020 is in the books, mercifully. And now 2021 is here. It's time for a fresh start. It's a few more wins if you need that. If you're betting this year, and who isn't, and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including the Locked On Washington football team podcast. All right, out to Taylor Heineke from Saturday night at FedEx Field after his amazing performance. Yes, and a playoff loss to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, but nobody will ever forget this night. Taylor, can you take us through what happened uh, with, with your shoulder and, and how you're able to get back out there? Yeah, so um, I dove in the end zone for that pylon. I reached out my arm, and uh, when I hit the ground, I felt a little click or a pop. And, um, you know, I didn't feel good after that, you know. And the next series, I got hit and hit the ground a couple of times and decided we should go in and, and look at it. And um, it was an AC joint separation, um, you know, we came back out there, wanted to gut it out. And, uh, you know, we we put everything out there on the line, but, you know, just came up a little short. Taylor, what was it like for you, the emotions of the day, learning that you were going to start and then going out and playing the way you did? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people have asked me, what does it feel like going up against the GOAT, Tom Brady? And um, I didn't really think about that this week. Uh, just focused on doing my job, uh, getting completions, letting those guys do their thing. But – you know, looking back at the game in the next couple of days, um, it's going to be something I'll be really proud about. Um, you know, just the way what everything that's happened in the past month and a half, um, and to go out there and do that, I, I'm 
I'm proud of myself and you know I'm happy that coaches you know believed in me gave me that opportunity so um, again you know hopefully I can do it again next year what what do you think you proved tonight you know hopefully I you know I deserve to be in this league a little longer um, again I've been on the other side um, not playing being in the real world and it's not fun it's not as fun as this so uh, again you know I, I I want to be in the NFL. I want to keep playing ball. You know, it's a dream of mine, and uh, I'm going to keep working towards it. What was it like uh, going into that last drive with the chance to game tying drive right there? This is the opportunity, you know, everybody dreams about. What was it like uh, at that moment and on that drive? Yeah, um, you know, it was a hard-fought game. We were battling back all game, and, um, again, we just came up a little short. That that sack on third down was was big. Um, I should have just let, let it go and – you know, have a manageable fourth down, but um, it's, it's tough to get a fourth down in what, 17 or 20. Um, but you know, I try to give Logan a shot, but you know, you know how those fourth and longs go at the end of the game. David, what did you make of the Heineke thing on the, the PA after every first down? Was that the Chase Young Heineke thing? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of heard that, um, you know, in the background. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, but again, you know, Chase, Chase is a great guy. He's always there, uh, right there on the sideline when the offense is on the field. He's, I can't say enough good things about Chase. You know, being a rookie, taking the reins the way he has, being a leader. Um, you know, again, he's going to be, he's going to be a real problem in the NFL for a long time. Hey Taylor, this is Darren Haynes. Um, of course, it's a great game, and the season's over. What's going to be your next step, and when you actually plan to take these finals that you didn't take from your semester? Well, uh, hopefully these uh, these professors will, you know, email me and say you, you passed, you know, you're good. But uh, I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. A couple of weeks from now, I'm sure I'll, I'll take them and um, hopefully I can pass them. Hey, Taylor, how Taylor when did you learn you would um, to your game? How important is mobility to your game and how quickly did it come back in the last couple of weeks that you've been practicing and you've only played in that Carolina game and then today any meaningful minutes? Did, did that come back naturally? Yeah, again, you know, in the off season and, you know, during this whole season when I wasn't playing, I was just speed training and, and throwing. Um, I was preparing like I was going to play. So, you know, it's a big part of my game. I've tried to emulate my game after a you know, little Drew Brees, um, you know, and Russell Wilson. Um, those guys, I feel like that's, you know, kind of my type of game. So, um, you know, if something breaks down and I have to run, that's something I could do. I think it's a, a good tool to have. Taylor, how soon did you find out you would be starting? Uh, Ron Rivera told me yesterday I'll be starting, so um, about 24 hours. And, and what is the treatment plan for your, for your shoulder? Is this something that will require surgery, you think? Or No, no, it's just an AC joint separation. It's, you know, nothing serious. Just hurts like hell right now. What were those 24 hours like before, before you were starting? Was that different at all than, than it might have been earlier in the week? Not at all. Again, I was preparing like I was starting all, all, all week. And I thought in my mind, I was going to start all week. So again, you know, when you, when you, when you prepare, like you're going to start, uh, that makes it that much easier on Saturday or Sunday. Um, and, and again, the quarterback room does a great job of that. Hey Taylor, can you just, can you describe what happened on the touchdown run? Yeah. Um, you know, we had a, a play where the you know, halfback come, comes out of the backfield in the flat and trying to hit him now. And, you know, they covered him well. Then we had a drag coming to replace him. They covered him well. And hopefully we got Logan on a, 
a dig right behind him, but they covered him. So I tried to make a, a play and um, the defensive line was actually doing a great job of containing me in there. And I actually slipped and found a hole and, and just took off. And uh, again, when I saw that pylon, I just, you know, I wanted to get that touchdown. Take a couple more. With the, with the magnitude of this, you had Patrick Mahomes tweeting during the game that he was impressed by. It, it seemed like uh, a lot of folks were watching this one. Yeah, you know, Mahomes is uh, he's a great player, obviously, and um, probably one of the best in the game right now, is if not the, the best. And uh, he's, he's we're in the same agency, um, so I might have to send him a couple texts, maybe learn a couple things from him, but. Again, that's pretty cool for, for one of the best, if not the best, to be tweeting about me. Taylor, you were the talk. Taylor, you were the talk of social media tonight on Twitter. Everybody was talking about you. I'm just curious, what was your phone like when you went back to uh, the locker room after the game? I mean, how many missed calls, text messages did you have? Yeah, I haven't even checked it yet. Um, I don't really probably don't plan on it until tomorrow. Uh, it's a late night. I'm hurting right now. Kind of just want to go home and sleep, but. I'm sure. Hey, did Alex give you any advice yesterday or anything like that? Have you heard from him? Yeah, he's been helping me all week again. Um, he's actually been helping me since the moment I got here. And uh, that just speaks volumes about about Alex. You know, everything that he's been through um, and just the, the person he is, the teammate he is, um, I can't say enough good things about him. So, you know, he's a big part of this. Last one. Taylor, were you uh, – or how did you manage to – maybe calm your nerves if there were any once you got on the field? And did you ever take a look at the other sideline and look at Brady and see, just take a gander of that guy being the guy you're playing against tonight? I didn't, again. Um, and I just wanted to go out there and, and complete the ball and let those guys, let those guys do it. Um, you know, I go back to college and what my college coaches used to tell me, they just told me to complete the ball and get first downs. And when you keep getting first downs, next thing you know, you're getting points. So um, that was my biggest thing. Um, get the right read, get the ball to those guys and let them let them do the work. And, um, you know, we just came up a little short today. Appreciate it, Taylor. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. All right, thanks to WashingtonFootball.com. Once again, that's Taylor Heineke. We'll come back and put the finishing touches on this episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast next. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Uh, There is rumors all around that Urban Meyer is going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars job. We know that uh, there was a rumor about the L.A. Chargers job. Again, Washington is not involved in any of this. Ron Rivera said that there would be no staff changes. I don't know if that meant uh, in including uh, Kyle uh, Kyle Smith. Uh, We're not sure. We're going to have to find that out. The Dallas Cowboys have hired a new defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, the Philadelphia Eagles, of course, firing Doug Peterson. They're interviewing uh, all sorts of people, including Joe Brady, the hotshot offensive coordinator formerly of LSU and uh, with Carolina last year. So a bunch of things going around the NFL. Also, there's all sorts of rumors about Deshaun Watson, maybe even potential trades. I saw on one website uh, from uh, uh, Bleacher Report Gridiron, I think it was, about Matt Ryan potentially coming to the Washington football team. And by the way, pro football focus had the WFT as the fifth best pass rush in the NFL this year. That's going to do it for us. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you real soon right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Adios.